a couple of years ago. I'm not sure exactly how long, but I know it had occurred during the big froth about police brutality and so on. There was a small video that came out of Canada, and basically what it was, was it was a Canadian police officer facing off a guy that had a gun pointed at him, or at least a knife. I don't really remember. That's not really the point. And this police officer, instead of shooting him down, basically talked him into a position of being calm and took his weapon and practically put his arm around and walked him off to jail. And the Canadian people were so proud of that. And I have to tell you, I was proud of the Canadian people for that too. I got a little defensive about it. It's like, well, you know, here in America, things are always our second right. But it was an impressive show of, of restraint. And that was the image that Canada has had and the image that Canada's deserve. And that image uh, is extremely different than this image of the Canadian police. I just want to get a coffee, okay? Why is the camera in my face right now? What's Are you, you here partaking? You walked right up now to you're me. in the red zone? I'm scared. I want to go for a coffee down there. Okay. Where, can I, can you, I go for a coffee? Where's your residence now? Right Do you now? live in this? No, you're not excluded here, from that. I, I'm Where do you live? Alberta. Time for you to leave. I can't even go down there for no, a coffee. No, go grab yourself a red leave. zone right now. If you don't leave right now, you will be arrested. Do you understand me? I can't go for a coffee. Grab yourself, because if we see you, we'll be patrolling all day. If we see you again, it'll be different. Leave. I tell you, take your camera and get out of here. Do you understand that? Walk away. Your phone doesn't need to be in our face when you're walking away. Go. Are you gonna walk, or are you gonna get arrested? I, I was Go. walking no. away. Get out of here. Oh my goodness, hope you can go to sleep at night. So, uh, where did those guys come from, those policemen, in the land of the polite? You know, there's a cartoon, famous cartoon, about two guys each holding a door, you know, double door, each one holding a door. You go first, no, you go first. It's called a Canadian standoff. Uh, for a country that's entire reputation is justifiably that of civility, politeness, respect, kindness, tolerance, all of that stuff. Where did these guys come from? Where did these cops come from? Well, what we're beginning to realize is, now they've always been there. They have just been hidden out of sight. So let's go back to the World War II movies where the U-boat goes down and the destroyer is pinging, 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 looking for it. The submarine, when it's below the surface, when it's deep, has the advantage of surprise. It can do whatever it wants to, essentially. It can put itself into a perfect kill position. It can launch deadly torpedoes with, with devastating effect on unarmed merchant ships filled with just regular people. And if it's done right, it can just simply go away. No one knows where it came from. No one knows what happened. They know that something blew the ships up, but the successful U-boat captain is never spotted. The reason for this is because a U-boat is an extraordinarily fragile piece of equipment. On the surface, U-boats are tiny. Despite the fact they have a pressure hull, they're very, very thin-skinned. They've got one deck gun and you have to pop out of the hatch and run down the, the conning tower and run forward and crank it around and load it. In a contest between a, a submarine on the surface and a destroyer, the submarine doesn't have a chance to get the hatch open. The destroyer with its five five-inch guns will simply blow it to, to shreds before they can even start to fight. If a submarine is forced to surface, that's the end of the submarine. It's over. It's not even a contest. 
which is why during a depth charge attack, you either want to sink the sub or drive to the surface. If you can drive a sub to the surface, the sub loses. Now, the deep state is the sub, and we're the destroyers. What I mean by that is the power of the people who are enormously, I, I don't know what the ratio could possibly be, but the people who think they have a right to control us and tell us what to do is an infinitesimal fraction of the people who they want to tell what to do. Infinitesimal. We're the destroyers, they're the submarine, and they're able to get away with what they get away with because they are deep, because they are invisible, they are under the surface. We can't see them, we can't detect them. That's why people refer to this as the deep state. You could think of it as deep inside the tendrils of the actual government, but a better way to think of it is deep, under the surface, difficult to detect. That's what we're looking for. So. This is what the Canadian Freedom Convoy has really done for us. It has presented the deep state with the kind of problem that it doesn't know how to deal with. It's not Donald Trump supporters, it's not elitists, you can't call it Tea Party, it's working class Canadians waving Canadian flags. And in typical Canadian fashion, as the Freedom Convoy went across the country, they would clean the restrooms of the places where they stopped. It was a Canadian protest, which means peaceful, friendly, optimistic, cheerful, all of those things. And it was suppressed brutally by Justin Trudeau. What that suppression means is, is that the submarine that had been there all the time in Canada had been forced to the surface by these truckers. These truckers had forced that submarine to surface and reveal what it really is and what its true intent really is. Did that fascist reaction that, that police crackdown that we saw a minute ago with that lady who just wanted a cup of coffee, did these people just suddenly materialize on the spot? Were they just created out of thin air in response to this, to this trucking uh, freedom convoy? No. No, those people had been there the whole time. And Justin Trudeau, who always come off, oh, I'm, I'm so educated, he, he's, he's not, but just the image. I'm so erudite, I'm this, I'm this, I speak through languages, and I ask questions about quantum computers. What a charming, lovely, nice, sensitive man for our charming, lovely, nice, sensitive country of Canada. But when the depth charges started to explode, we began to see what kind of person Justin Trudeau is. He's a fascist, and he's a fascist because he's scared. This is what scared people do when they encounter opposition. Canadian police officers in riot gear with military rifles pulling people out of trucks for peaceful protests, that's the sub on the surface. What does the sub under the surface look like? Well, somehow, people who made donations to the Freedom Convoy had their information leaked. It's just one of those things that just happens occasionally. And Canadian uh, newspapers and journalists and politicians, I put all those uh, derogatory terms in quotes, by the way, started calling people who had made donations to the trucker convoy. We cannot be clear enough about this. This is so critically important to understand. We're not talking about now people who were in the protest. We're talking about people who sent money, $25 or something, through GoFundMe or whatever else the case may be, in support of the truckers. Those are the people we're talking about. And they started asking some questions. Why did you support that? Why did you give this money to this cause? And then they did something much worse than that. Here's a tweet from Mark Strahl, MP, I'm assuming Member of Parliament from Canada, quote, Brienne is a single mom from Chilliwack working a minimum wage job. She gave $50 to the convoy when it was 100% legal. She hasn't participated in any other way. Her bank account has now been frozen. 
This is who Justin Trudeau is actually targeting with his Emergencies Act order. The reason that this is happening is not because they want to go after the few people that sent money into the Freedom Convoy. That'd be a surface attack. The reason that this is happening is to make sure that everybody in Canada knows that if you support a protest not officially proved by Justin Trudeau, then you will have your money taken away from you, legally. Not morally, legally. Now, is there a deep state? Is there, in fact, a deep state? Well, just as we look around the news, we find that the Durham probe into Hillary Clinton is showing pretty compelling evidence that the Democratic Party nominee not only spied on her political opponent, which is what got everybody in jail for Watergate, but did it on a much larger scale and much, much, much more importantly, continued to do it after he was the duly elected president of the United States. This is the biggest political scandal in history. And we know now that it's over that the FBI colluded with this. Not all of the FBI, obviously, but certain members of the FBI helped perpetuate this Donald Trump-Russia collusion lie that was created by the Democratic Party's candidate for president of the United States. This isn't fiction. I'm not making it up. This isn't some wacky, loony conspiracy theory. Those things may happen. You can speculate all you want to about how far that actually goes, but certainly that happened. And, of course, Jeffrey Epstein, the only person who had actual dirt that would stick to the Clintons, in other words, he came to my island and had sex with underage girls 23 times, that kind of thing. Well, is an extraordinary sense of timing committing suicide during the 12-minute period where the video cameras went out. When they came up with that excuse, by the way, that the video cameras just stopped, when he hanged himself, yeah, and let me see the broken camera, it started working again. That alone, that right there, alone, should have been enough to put a lot of people in jail. I'm a big fan of Trey Gowdy, and I was listening to Trey Gowdy talking with the uh, director of the FBI and things like that, and all the rest of the corruption he was investigating back when he was in the House. And Trey Gowdy said something I never forgot. He said, as a prosecutor, I would rather have evidence of cover-up than a confession. I thought that's an interesting statement. As a prosecutor, wouldn't the confession be the ultimate conclusion? No, 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 he said. You can confess to something and then make the case that you didn't know what you were doing was wrong. But if I can see somebody covering their tracks and erasing evidence, then not only can I prove that they did it, I can also prove that they knew that what they were doing was illegal. That's why they're covering their tracks. Now, this gentleman is Klaus Schwab, and I use that term rather loosely. He's one of the founders of the World Economic Forum. Now, the World Economic Forum, depending on your perspective, is either a group of individuals and perhaps even some governments that are working together to try and reach a better outcome for people through the growth of capitalism and all the rest of it, or they're an evil Illuminati who are essentially planning to take over the world. I'm agnostic on this point right now, but I will say this. If you're looking for the evidence of a submerged submarine, watch this. Now, who could represent such a world better? than you, Prime Minister. We are very glad that at the beginning of this meeting you are talking to us to represent also a new open Canada. I want to use this opportunity also to thank our Canadian constituency 
which always has been a very loyal and very much engaged constituency here at the Forum. But now, I think with you, together with our constituents, Prime Minister, we can make sure that uh, in the future we strengthen the cooperation even more with your country. Prime Minister, we are very much looking forward to listen to you and actually uh, the discussion will uh, be moderated by my friend Farid. So um, we will have some exciting, interesting moments. Thank you. That's not the evidence of the submerged deep state. This is the evidence that something really fishy is going on. Uh, the Honorable Member for Oshawa. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. And I listened to my colleague's speech. I had a constituent that wanted me to ask a question about outside interference to our democracy. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum, and he bragged how his subversive WWF World Economic Forum has, quoted, infiltrated governments around the world. He said that his organization had penetrated more than half of Canada's cabinet. And I was wondering, in the interest of transparency, could the member please name which cabinet ministers are on board with the WEF's agenda? My concern is the deputy. Uh, order, order, order. I, I know he was. I know the, uh, the member was in a, a really good, good question there, but the, the the audio is really, really bad, and the video is really, really bad as well. Um, and I and I and I apologize. I don't know if if the member. Okay, uh, let's let's uh, let's try again. The honorable the, the, the honorable member for Timmins James Bay. Again, you have to ask yourself. Audio problems, really. I could hear him very clearly, and I'm in California. If it is a loony theory, like many people think it is, then why doesn't the speaker simply allow somebody to respond to the loony theory? Because watching this in real time seems pretty clear to me that while he was asking the question, once he heard the term World Economic Forum, he was thinking of some way to keep this thing quiet and used a single audio pop at the beginning of that to say, oh, you're, you're, you're unintelligible, sir. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't understand a word you're saying. Let's move on. Those are bubbles that are coming up from the ocean. One of the first things I ever said in this business was simply this. The only thing worse then going down into your basement with a flashlight and discovering that termites had nearly completely destroyed the wooden foundation of your building is not going down into the basement with a flashlight to determine that termites have nearly destroyed the wooden foundation of your building. This evidence of the deep state surfacing for a few moments, being forced to surface by a group of Canadian truckers before going back down again, should alarm you very, very much. It should scare the living daylights out of you. It scares the living daylights out of me. But for the few moments that that sub was on the surface, those of us in the destroyer realized, no, no, no. It's out there. It's out there. It's gone back down again, but it's there. And the first step in fighting something is recognizing that there is, in fact, something to fight. 